Starting or growing your business is hard work. But now you are listening to the Better Business Podcast with me, Steve Cook, and I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. We on this podcast help you grow a better business with real advice from professionals, and today is no different. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Cook, and on today's episode, I have a very special episode that I have chalked up for you, and the title, I guess you could say, of this episode would be the three reasons why your business should squat before it jumps. If you think about someone squatting before they jump, maybe in the NFL Combine or something similar to that, um, this idea of squatting before you jump actually makes no sense. You know, everyone does this, but it, it actually slows down the jumping process. Um, it, it, it tires out your legs a little bit. It, it gets you farther away from your target, which is high above your head. You know, you're getting farther and farther away from it. So this idea of squatting before you jump makes no sense if you just look at it um, pragmatically. However, we all know that if you try to straighten out your legs and just jump from a uh, straightened leg position, that that would not be a very, a very great way to set any world records on a vertical jump. So when you think about squatting before you jump, I like to think about that analogy as we talk in a business context. What a lot of people I think do is they get in this notion of, I need to jump, I need to jump, I need to jump, and they are scared to maybe take a step back and look at a few things. And those three things are what we want to talk about today. If you wanted to take a step back and look at what your business maybe could specialize in, that's the first thing I want to look at. Finding a niche, um, and and I struggled with what to call it before um, this episode, whether it was find a niche, find a niche, or I wanted to just take the word out altogether, but I think this idea of a niche... Um, it depends on how fancy you are. Uh, I think a niche is a real fancy person, and I'm pretty plain Jane, so we're going to call it niche for the the sake of this lesson. Um, so finding a niche is the first thing that I think a business should squat before they jump. So whether you are going to start a business or you have already started a business, I think what you need to do is find a place in the marketplace that is underserved or that you think you could serve better than anyone else. So if you've already founded your company, obviously this would be quite a bit harder to do, um, but maybe you, you don't have to totally reorganize the way your company does business. Maybe you can just double down on, on what is already working good for you. One of the problems with already having a company run without having this niche started um, is that what a lot of people are scared to do is, is to pivot and put their business double down or triple down on this certain area of their business because they're scared of lost sales. I want to give our business as an example of this what I think we did a couple years ago is um, when we were growing bigger and bigger, we kept having arguments between me and some of the employees because people would come into our business and and customers would come in and they would ask us to order a certain thing. They would ask us to start keeping in stock certain things. And as you grow bigger and bigger, this becomes more and more of a problem. 
um, it becomes a problem in the fact that a um, you can start special ordering so many things that that is your main um, focus for a manager or employees. But B, the customers don't necessarily care if the products that you carry are profitable. And we would find ourselves in this position where someone would ask us to carry something and then they would later um, compare us in price with a different person that carries this and and almost make us feel bad for charging so much. And, and they were the ones that asked us to bring it in to begin with because they said it'd be more convenient to get it from us. And and then they would begin this guilt trip of, of telling us that um, somebody else was cheaper on it. And it was very stressful. So what we decided to do was to pivot the feed store that we have that serves many different animal, um, many different animals. We decided to pivot our store to only be focused in the equine industry, in the horse industry. So what we did was we decided that, you know what, we are not going to be the best at pet supplies. We are not going to be the best at pet food. We are not going to be the largest chicken feed uh, uh, supplier around. We are not going to have all the bells and whistles that you might want if you have a chicken. We are not going to be the best cat store around. Um, we are not going to have the the toys that you can get for your cats, the litter, the feed, everything like that that goes along with it. And, and we are not going to be the best zoo feed supplier as well. We're not going to have the, the chinchilla diets and the pink flamingo chow and the elephant supplements and, and everything that goes along with it. So what we decided was that we need to find an area in the market that can um, that we can be really good at and we are going to triple down on that. So what we did was we decided to take a step back and look at our chicken selection. If someone was a horse owner, if someone was a, if the customer that walks in owned a few chickens, what would they need? They might need, you know, one, one generic brand of feed. They might need a basic water. They might need a basic feeder, something like that, but they are not going to need all the specialty items you might need. If you are a large chicken producer, so in every category, in every product that we selected from then on out, from that decision on out, we ran it through the lens of a consumer that owned horses and what they their needs would be. So what we did was we went through every single section of our store. We went through the cat section like we had went through earlier. Now, did we do we lack a lot of cat products? Do we lack the the litter? Yes, we do. Do we lack the the toys for cats and kittens? Do we lack the collar selection? Do we lack all of these things? Yeah, I think we do. Um, there's a lot to be desired in our cat section. I think we have three different feeds, maybe one canned food, um, maybe a litter. I can't even remember if we have a litter. And uh, maybe one treat, maybe one small selection of collars or something like that. But what we did was we decided that the horse owner that we are targeting, they might have one barn cat. They might have two barn cats. They might have one or two cats inside as well. What would that person need? They would need one type of food. They would need, a, we need a basic line and a, a premium line. And that's all we're going to carry. 
So when you find your niche, we we go and and take that niche, we take that niche, and we make that our own. We decided that we could be one of the best um, in the state, one of the best in the world, one of the best in the United States at targeting, at taking care of this horse customer. And so that's what we doubled down on. So after you find your niche, after you find your niche, what then do you need to do? The next thing that, and I missed out on this for a long time, the next thing you need to do is find that customer. What does that customer look like? Whether you physically find that customer and uh, refer to them by name, we we actually do this in our business. We we have a few uh, customers that we are targeting um, that fit our mold perfectly. They have you know fifteen horses. They are a a. Um, higher um, income, household income customer. They live in a certain mile radius of our store. Um, They check all the boxes that we are targeting after, and we actually call them by name. We say, is this the X customer? Is this the Shelly customer? Is this the Kim customer? Um, And that is our actual target, and we actually refer to those customers by name. After you do that, you need to narrow down exactly what that customer looks like. And here's why. If you know that this person, let's say you have a coffee shop and you decide that you are going to um, find your niche in the coffee shop and you found that the people that spend the most amount of money with you are uh, um, um, business people. And you find that uh, you know business people are my number one customers. They come in, they go through the drive-through, they get their coffee and they leave. You know, um, there's another type of customer, the 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 single mom or the the mom's clubs that come in around 9, 10, 11 o'clock and they come in and they have their Mother's Day out agendas and they sit in the coffee shop for three hours and that's all great but but honestly it's better if I um, target these business people because the moms bring their kids in, they drop the Cheerios all over the floor, they sit there for three hours taking up my lobby space and, and that is and they're spending just as much as these business people that are in and out in three minutes or less. So if you decide that a business person is your target audience, what you need to do is is define that person even more. Is it a male business person or is it a female business person? Is it a 25-year-old business person? Is it a 55-year-old business person? Is it a, a six-figure household income? Is it a $40,000 household income? And I don't know what it would be for a coffee shop, but I would imagine a... a um, maybe a female uh, customer would probably be more desirable. I feel like a lot of males would just get a uh, black coffee or would maybe be more of a convenience store type of customer. Um, so maybe a female business person would be the, your target audience and probably someone with a little bit of expendable income. Um, so someone maybe upper age. So in between the 30 to 35 year old um, range, all the way up to a 60 year old a woman that works. Um, she goes through the drive-thru, she buys a $7 latte, um, and away she goes. So if you decide this is what your customer looks like, why that is so helpful is that tells you where and what you need to advertise. So after you find that person, you say, where is this person hanging out? 
And you can use this, this, this um, demographic to tell you where you need to advertise. You probably need to advertise on Facebook. You probably need to advertise on Instagram. And oh, by the way, you might even be needing to advertise on LinkedIn. And um, it might behoove you to um, take a, a certain amount of coupons or um, free drinks or whatever it might be but by a local business that has 100 employees. Um, it might be beneficial for you to start creating a, a way to serve that customer faster when they come in because a lot of times they're late for work. And so if you are trying to target that audience that is on their way to work, you need to be fast in your drive through You need to be fast with an, an app or a pickup order or whatever it might be. Um, the reason why that's so important is because if you are trying to target that customer, and uh, you're you're trying to advertise. Um, if you're all over the map, then you'll never have success in any category. Let's say that you decide that this business person is your target audience, and and three months ago you were going up to the school and dropping off the the uh, coupons at the PTO. You the next in the next breath you were you were advertising in the newspaper because you think that older people drink coffee, and and you want to advertise to them. The next week, you you go by uh, the the little league games, and you try to get all the moms to come in, and and you're handing out coupons and and putting flyers on people's windshields at the little league game. You if you will find and define who your customer is and what they look like and where they're hanging out, it will help you in your advertising. Let's say this business person is your customer. When you go by that business person to go try and reach that business person, you can go by um, the office where they're at. You can go hand out coupons. You can go put flyers on cars in a large office complex. Like we had said before, you can advertise on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can target in Facebook a, a geographical area around a certain neighborhood that you know is high income. You can target people on Facebook that um, are females between the ages of 30 and 65 that have a job, that have a career, and not only that, but also have a household income of a certain amount. So when you define that customer, it really helps you to know what you need to focus on. It helps you focus on um what kind of products you need to create? Do I need to do I need to create the pumpkin spice blah blah blah? Is that my target audience? Is the is the eighteen year old girl that goes to Target? Is that my target audience, or is it the the, the thirty to sixty year old girl that that has a job and has a career? Well, what does she drink? What does she like? Maybe she likes green teas and, and things like that more than, than the lattes and the pumpkins and all of those things. What would she like to eat in her car? What's convenient for her to eat in her car on the way to work? Um, um, how can I speed up the process to go faster and faster and faster? Because I know that's what's important to my target audience. And also what it helps you do that we've noticed in our business, it helps you to take a deep breath. It helps you to relax when and only when the target customer that you have is happy. When that target customer you have is happy, we we decided that we are going to target the horse owner, right? So whether that's a commercial horse owner or a residential horse owner, we target that specific audience. So when someone comes in, back to the cat food example, when someone comes in and says that we have a terrible selection of kitty litter, in that we are very overpriced on all of our cat foods, 
and that they're disappointed that we didn't have any a, a wide array of, of colors in our cat collars. We simply say to them, yeah, that's not our target audience. And we actually tell customers this, yeah, that's not our target audience. We, we serve 90% of our store is serviced toward the equine owner, the horse owner. Now, there is some things within that. There's there's things that people want us to special order and all of that within the 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 horse industry. And we can't be all things to all people. However, that is the people that we are serving. And so when someone comes in and, and is frustrated that we can't deliver a certain amount for $50, um, we understand that the horse owner spends two, three, four hundred dollars at a time and that that amount might seem insane to someone that has one chicken or five chickens, but to the horse owner, that's what we can expect out of them. So it helps you to, to relax. It helps you to know that I'm serving this target audience and I, I'm not going to make everyone happy. So if you're, if your coffee shop decides to, um, to double down on this, this business female person, if your coffee shop desi- decides to double down on that, um, and you decide to rearrange your lobby, if you decide to make, to make a huge, um, wooden built-in wooden shelves um, to to have all these areas that people can walk in and pick up their orders because you know that all of your business people are in a hurry. They're in a hurry to go and they want to just walk in and pick up their order and you take out a bunch of the seating in the lobby and, and maybe just maybe instead of having these six, seven, eight person tables, you take it down to to a strip of, of bar stools because you know that your business people will wanna come in, put a laptop down and hook up to your Wi-Fi, do something real quick and leave. They're not gonna be there with eight of their friends um, chit-chatting about Mother's Day out. That's not your target audience. So after you define your target audience, if the if the group of mom comes in and says, hey, you took all our tables away. We're mad at you. We're never coming back here. You can take a deep breath. You can say, I'm so sorry to disappoint you, but our main audience is business people and they need a place to pick up their orders. Our main audience is business people and they always come in by themselves on their laptops and hook up to the free Wi-Fi. I'm sorry that we don't have bar stool or that we don't have high chairs anymore, but our target audience doesn't have children. And so that's not who we are targeting. Um, so it's, it's, it's sad to say those things and it's frustrating, but if you can make one small industry, if you can make one small sect happy, that is much better than trying to be all things to all people. And finally, the third thing that you can do and that you need to do um, to squat before you jump is to make sure that this niche that you're choosing can actually pay the bills. In my podcast earlier this week, I talked to a guy named Taryn Gessel, and he um, runs a platform called Triathlon Taryn. And he decided to narrow down his audience not only to a triathlon group, the the group of people that um, compete in the the swim, bike, run events, um, but not only narrow his his audience down to that small of a niche, but he also decided that he is only going to focus on people that are new in that event the newcomers, the newbies, the people that have never done that event before that are trying to learn how to train for it. So he dialed it down to the smallest of the small. His platform, however, 
is on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. He has hundreds of thousands of followers. Even though he's dialed that down to a group so small, he is on the World Wide Web. He's on the internet that can be accessed. His content can be accessed from Australia, from the United States, from Canada, which is where he's from. However, if he was going to open a walk-in retail store in Winnipeg, Canada, which is where he's from, where it's dark and snowy five months out of the year, which is what he had talked about, if he was going to open a retail store in Winnipeg, Canada, he might not be able to dial down his niche so far. Now, since he was on the internet, in that he was putting out content that can be watched at any time of the day by any country, by any person across the entire world that has access to the internet, he was able to narrow down so small. But if you are going to be, let's say, a coffee shop, you need to make sure that your traffic count, you need to make sure that that niche that you're choosing is large enough to actually pay the bills. That this, this group that you are serving has enough people and enough of these people will buy from you that you can actually keep the lights on. So let's say back to the coffee shop example that you are going to try to, to target these 30 to 65 year old business women and, and before you do that, you decide to, to look up some surveys of females in Oklahoma that have a job. And so what you find is that 32% of females in the state of Oklahoma have a job and are and are currently in a career. So what you do is you take that town, you know that you know that uh, nobody's going to drive farther than maybe 2 or 3 miles to go to a coffee shop. They're not going to go very much off of their path because especially because they're business people. They're not going to falter too far off their path on the way to work to come to your coffee shop. So what you do is is you take a three-mile radius around your coffee shop, you find that 40,000 people are in there, in that radius. And so if 33% of females, which half of them are females, so now we're down to 20,000, instead of 40,000, only half of them are females. And then of that, only, say, 10,000 are in your age demographic, and only 32% of them are in your, um, they are career-minded uh, uh, individuals and and they have jobs. Now you're down to a subsect of maybe maybe two, three, four thousand people. Well, if you have to have 2,000 receipts a day, I can, I'm, I hate to burst your bubble, but I doubt that half of the, the women are going to visit you every day. But maybe you realize that with 2,000 receipts or 200 receipts a day, um, that that is your target audience. And of course, other people outside of your audience will still visit your coffee shop. There will probably be a lot of males um, that have careers that will visit your coffee shop. They'll just get black coffee and espresso, but that is something that you can serve at a high capacity as well. And of course, the, the group of moms will come in from the PTO. They just will be a little bit upset that you don't have high chairs or whatever it might be. So there is going to still be a, a group. There's still people that buy chicken feed from us that um, we're not serving their specific industry, but that we're still the best option around for chicken feed. Um, so just make sure that you don't 
niche down so much if you have, especially if you have a bricks and mortar store that you don't niche down so much that you can't pay the bills. But I think trying to be all things to all people is one of the worst things that you can do because again, it spreads you out in advertising. It embarrasses you when people say, Hey, I can get this coffee for 50 cents at the gas station. Of course you can. I'm not in the price game, but if you're trying to be competitively priced, if you're advertising that you have the cheapest coffee around, um, and you're also advertising that you have the best pumpkin spice latte around, and you're also advertising that you're the fastest coffee shop around, you're so scatterbrained, you don't know who you are actually serving, and you're going to be not the best priced. You're not going to have the best pumpkin spice latte. And if you're not the fastest coffee shop around, in in Chick-fil-A and all these other places are faster than you, then who are you making happy? You're making a lot of people mad. You're the, the jack of all traits, master of none, as they say. So in conclusion, these are a few things that might scare you. Maybe, maybe you are trying to figure out what niche you can be the best at. Look at the competitors around you and figure out what they're not doing well. Take a step back and, and after you find that niche, Take a step back and try to profile that customer exactly. And finally, make for sure once you do all that, make for sure that that niche can actually pay the bills. Make sure that niche can can keep your lights on and, and pay your gas bill. Make for sure that after you do all these things that you still have a big enough audience to actually sell to. If it's online, I think it can be the the most niche of all niches. Um, if, you're, if you are doing content online, if you are shipping products internationally, I think you can be so, so, so specific and that's what will help you pop. Um, and that's what can help you in your business to to take a deep breath and say, I'm not trying to make you happy. Um, I'm trying to make this other audience happy. And it can really free you up mentally. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to read an article about this, if you want to um, hear more from me, you can visit me on the website. And I will have an article about this subject under my blog. Thank you for listening. Hey, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Better Business Podcast with me, your host, Steve Cook. You know, starting or growing a business is hard work, so I hope that today's advice made it just a little bit easier for you. We'll be sharing more about this exact topic all this week on my social platforms. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or if you would like to get a, a personalized blog post from me on this topic, you can join my email list and I will send you an email once a week. You can check the show notes to subscribe to that or find me on my website, whatever's easier for you. Now get out there and go grow a better business with this advice from today's Real Pros. Thank you for listening.